Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. When you are walking this infidelity journey, your emotions take a big hit. It's like you get hit upside the head with a football or something and you have these big, big emotions and usually big negative emotions that you're walking around with and you just, sometimes you almost feel like you're just stuck in this haze of emotions you don't wanna have. And we often need, and we often need some hits of dopamine to get us out of the rut or the funk that we can get stuck in. So I want to talk today in this episode about some ways that you can get some real dopamine hits. And I also want to talk about the difference between some real dopamine and that like I'm talking real long lasting dopamine versus the quick, fast acting dopamine. So the fast acting dopamine hits that we sometimes reach for in this infidelity journey are things like texting the other, the mistress, or sending a a text message back to your spouse, or trying to get revenge, trying to smear their name, maybe sleeping with somebody else to get back at your partner. And while those will give you a little instant hit of dopamine, they aren't long lasting. And oftentimes, they make us feel worse afterwards. So I want to talk about When you are just so down in the dumps, what can you do to get yourself a little burst of dopamine that's not going to make you wake up the next day with some regrets? Some of these I was great at walking my infidelity journey. Some of these I wish I would have known and done a better job at Uh, practicing them. So the first one that I put on the list is run. And I think, I know I've talked about my angry runs in a podcast episode before. I think I've done an entire podcast episode on angry runs. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and find that one. I'm pretty sure I have. I'll check. If I haven't, I will do one. But I called my runs angry runs. And so when I was in anger, when I was ready to rage on somebody, I would go for a run. And it was amazing to me how quickly a run could change my mood. Now, maybe you aren't able to physically run, so just go for a fast walk. But I'm telling you, I could de-escalate any negative emotion that I had by running. So if you haven't tried that one yet, in the heat of the anger, go for a little run, just sweat it out. And what I found with my runs was I would start out running so hard, so fast. And by the end of the run, I had nearly exhausted myself and slowed down. But I had I just was able to regulate my emotions by running. 
The second one is sunlight. Now I have been practicing getting sunlight just in my my life that is is joy-filled and not walking in fidelity currently. But if you can get sunlight and especially first morning sunlight, it does so much for your body, for your emotions, for your mental health, for your physical health even. So getting some sunlight, whether that's going for a walk, whether that's just stepping outside and putting your face to the sun for a couple minutes in the morning. I know it gets harder in the winter because sometimes you're already at work or you've already started your day by the time the sunlight hits. But if you can get some sunlight on your face, any time is better, but I love to do it in the morning. Lifting weights, just anything physical is going to help regulate emotions and get you into a new state of emotions. So like just the same as running, lifting weights can have that same effect on you. This is a practice I did not pick up, but I am now going to be picking it up as an empty nester. And I'll tell you why, because they're finding a correlation between muscle mass and building and keeping muscle mass and those that are losing muscle mass and Alzheimer's. And so for me, my motivation to now lift weights is I don't want Alzheimer's. But if you're walking this this journey, this infidelity journey, your motivation could be, I want to regulate my emotions. I want to get out of the negative emotions. The next one I put on the list was learn to be fully present. Learn to savor the moments. And I call them joy moments because in the beginning, they're these tiny little fleeting moments. But if you can learn to be fully present to those moments where there's a little glimmer of joy, you just open yourself up to so much more joy because you you remind your brain of the availability of joy, and then you go out looking for it. So learn to be fully, fully present in where you are. And I know that's hard to do because your brain wants to go off on a tangent about the whole infidelity, about the affair, about the mistress, about him, about how it went wrong, about why it went wrong, how you didn't see it. Like your brain will feed you this cocktail of infidelity, anger over and over and over if you let it. Learning to be fully present in the moment can get you out of that. The next one, set some goals, set some dreams. I don't like the word goals. I keep using it. And then every time I say it, I'm like, I cringe because I just don't like that word. But the word I do like is dreams. And I can tell you one of the things that I did, and I've talked about this before, is I made a dream list while I was walking my infidelity divorce journey. And every single thing on that dream list, except one or two, has come true. Every single thing. Because when you are willing to put it out into the universe that this is what you want, you're more likely to obtain it. You're more likely to put yourself in a position to be able to receive it when it comes to you. So figure out what your dreams are and then start dreaming those dreams again. This next one is really hard for me. Even today, it's really hard for me, but I think it's really good for us. And it's to learn to be bored. 
But I think more importantly than learning to be bored is learning to sit in the silence. Turn off the TV, turn off the music, go for a silent run. If you want to figure out what's going on in your head, take your your brain on a run with no music and you will f- uncover all your stinking thinking. And we so often surround ourselves with noise. We live in a very noisy world and there is a constant barrage of noise coming at us. And sometimes that keeps us from getting in tune with ourselves, with our minds, with our emotions. So learning to get silent can help us to uncover where we're stuck, where we need some movement, where we need to work on ourselves and our thoughts and our emotions. Okay, next up on the list, I don't know what number we're on, so I'm just going to say next up. Put your phone down. Get off your phone. Stop looking her up on Facebook. Stop trying to figure out his text messages. Stop trying to log into his accounts. Stop buffering with social media scrolling. Put your phone down. And I will tell you, this is one I'm still working on for myself in my current life. And I've got a great life right now. But I still find myself on my phone more than I want. And one of the things that I want to do is set up my, I had this done earlier and then I got a new phone, so I need to go back and redo it. But I want my apps, like my social media apps to turn off at four o'clock. At four o'clock, I just want to be done with social media. I want to be done with my phone basically at four o'clock unless I'm talking to my children. So phone messages and texts, that's it. That's all I want. My workday is done at four you know, I, I've already coached my clients for the day. I, I don't, I don't do a kind of coaching where there's emergency situations and I need to be on my phone all the time. I don't, I don't have that. And there's no reason why I can't put my phone down and learn how to just be where I am. Okay. Another one is be proud of yourself. Learn to be really, really proud of yourself. Learn to love yourself really, really well. Because we sometimes, I don't want to say, I would say more like we often internalize all of what has taken place in our relationships. And we tend to start to put some of the blame on ourselves. And then we get insecure. And there is nothing more beautiful in this world than a confident woman, not an overconfident woman, but a confident woman who is secure in who she is and loves herself better than anybody else except Jesus Christ could love her. There is nothing more beautiful than that. And I'm telling you, if you can get yourself to that place, then you become so attractive to the people in your life, whether that's you are now in search of a new relationship because this one has ended, whether that is you are reconciling the relationship you're in, but you become so attractive to other people. 
and not even for a romantic relationship, but for new friendships, for new opportunities in careers. I mean, for so many things. Okay, this one is is going to sound like, what? This is going to give me a dopamine hit, but just hear me out on this one. I've been doing a lot of studying and researching on this one. We, in general, and especially women, we don't eat enough protein, and we need to eat more protein. Stop filling up on Hershey Kisses and Lay's potato chips and French onion dip and Pepsi, because that was my food groups when I was going through my divorce, and I am still paying the price for the way I treated my body. I got so many issues. So take my advice on this one and fill your body with good protein. I am on a quest to lose some weight. I've put some weight on. I want to take it back off. Just get myself into a healthier body weight. And you want to know how I'm going to do that? I'm going to do that by eating massive amounts of protein, which means I'm not going to be hungry. I'm going to be full. I'm going to be stuffed. Most of the time, I don't limit the amount of food I eat. I just choose what food I'm eating and I choose it wisely. So things like Greek yogurt, eggs, I eat a lot of steaks. And I can tell you the last time I did this and I lost some weight, I ate a lot, a lot of steaks and lost a lot of weight. And But what I I just cut out the junk and I made sure at every meal, especially breakfast, that I ate a lot of protein. I eat a massive amount of eggs. And so just make sure, especially breakfast, that you're feeding yourself well. Don't be afraid to experience new things. What is something you've always wanted to do that maybe now you're like, you know what? Life's too short. I'm not waiting. Is it take a trip by yourself? When I was going through my divorce, And it didn't happen because I ended up getting married and I put that dream on hold. But one of the things that would have happened had I stayed single is I would have bought a camper and my children and I would have camped, just the four of us. I know it would have happened had I not chosen to get married and we decided to, you know, buy a house and take family vacations. And, you know, it just, it didn't become a priority, but I wanted my children and I to see the world. And the way that I was going to be able to do that as a single mom was with a camper. Now, camping in itself was not new to me. I grew up with that. But taking three children to a campground and learning how to set up a camper and and haul a camper and do all the things needed, all of that would have been new. And I was ready for the challenge. So what's something new that you can do or learn? I also taught myself to knit on my infidelity journey. And I have had to take a break from it because I'm, I'm fixing a a hurt arm, but oh, that was so fun. I can't wait to get back to it. I can't wait to knit things like baby blankets. And you know, the only thing I've learned to knit so far is a washcloth, but I decided I just wanted to learn something new. Okay. The next one is to get really good sleep. There is nothing better than a good night's sleep. And it's going to take trial and error to figure out how to get a good night's sleep. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take being willing to try this supplement and this oil and this regimen and this diffuser blend. And then once you get it figured out, then 
you know, something's going to happen and your cortisol level is going to get all out of whack and you're going to have to figure it out again. But being fully committed to getting good quality sleep will give you a long lasting hit of dopamine. The next one is prayer or meditation, whichever you choose. Um, But spend some time in quiet prayer or meditation. I, for me, like to do this first thing in the morning. When the house is still quiet, nobody else is up yet. This is just the way I like to start my day. My husband, he loves to do this at the end of the day. It's the way he wants to end his day right before he crawls into bed. Whatever works for you, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get that that dopamine. And this last one, I see a functional medicine doctor and she's really big on this one. And I was reading a book about the stress cycle and how in order to get out of stress, you have to complete the stress cycle. There's a cycle that your body has to go through. And one of the ways to complete the stress cycle is to move your body. And so one of the suggestions that it has for that is to dance. And I did do that. I did learn to blast some music in my kitchen and dance when nobody was home. And I I will tell you, it is a mood booster. It is for sure a mood booster. And it's less about the dancing and it's more about the moving of your body. There is something so powerful in moving your body. When you move your body, you also move your emotions. There's just no way around that. It just happens. And sometimes I wonder, was there less depression way back when? Because everybody had physical labor jobs, so they were all moving their bodies regularly. And did it help regulate their emotions? Did it help move the depression out quicker? Did it help bring them back into a place of joy faster? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if we can ever prove that, but sometimes I wonder that. And there is, I'm telling you, the best way to move out of a negative emotion is to move your body. So running, dancing, walking. Uh, My new thing I want to try is called rebounding. It's basically like you get a mini trampoline and you jump on it, but it's really great for your lymphatic system, but it's also going to be really great for your emotions. And so I'm excited to get myself a rebounder, I think they call it, and give this a try. Um, And I think that would be the last thing that I say is that just don't give up on you. Don't let, don't get lost in this journey. Let this be the journey that leads you to your most authentic you. Who are you? Who do you want to be? And how do you become her? You start by doing some of the things on this list and getting some hits of dopamine that gets you into the right mental and emotional space so that you can then take the actions to become the very woman that you want to be. Okay, friends, it was so good chatting with you today. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. 
If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning. Thank you.